truly my preaching this morning is about the powerful benefits of God's word. The title in that. The powerful benefits of God's word. But I'm going to start with you to introduce you. God is a good father. In Deuteronomy 7.15, chapter 7, verse 15, in AMPC, Amplified Bible. But I'm going to read it to you in this one. I'm going to go back to you in that one, in the King James Version. And the Lord will take away from you all sickness and none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which you knew will he put upon you. God's word will never pass away. It's still the same. God's word is the law of the spirit. People, we have this, the law of natural law. Get it all mixed up. When we speak of God's word, it is spirit, it is power, it is the anointing of God that if he stood it upon in everyone's lives. And the Lord will take away from all thee all sickness, and I will and will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt which thou knowest upon thee, but will lay them upon all them that hate thee. I don't want this is who our good father is. Stop believing. Listen to me, brothers. Stop believing the lie that God gives you sicknesses. I encounter people who say that. That God gives you sicknesses, diseases, and accident to punish you or to teach you. And listen, these things are from the devil himself. And because of Jesus' finished work, we have been Redeemed from every evil work and curse in the land. We can receive protection from every evil occurrences. Sickness and disease. And by the stripes on Jesus' back, we are healed. Isaiah 53 verse 5. He was wounded for our transgression. Bruised for our iniquities. Chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes, we are healed. We have been adapted to the sonship. We have been purged by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. The finished work of Jesus Christ, that's what counts it all. It is the blood that purchases us. It is the blood that redeems us from the curse and every law in the land, which is already been given by the Old Testament. God, all word is true. It is God's word that it is so important to understand. When you preach the gospel, you go back to God's word. That's what benefits you, all the inheritance, what God promised to you. Don't fight for the right to be sick and defeated. Do not fight for that. When God is, is full of grace and mercy and wants you to be healthy, blessed, and protected from all evil occurrences, start to speak good gifts from the Lord. The Bible said in James 1.17, what is that saying? Every good and perfect 
and every perfect gift is from above and coming down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. You know what? Of every good gift is for the world, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That's the gift. You can receive that good gift, but the perfect gift is for the believers right now. This is God, He's Jesus James speaking, that God will not put sickness on you to teach you a lesson. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived by religion, by people speaking about, you know, God will put you sickness and diseases. Start to speak good gifts from the Lord. Reject anything that even remotely suggests God is angry with you. Reject all of that. And Undiscipline you with sickness and accident. He is a good God and a good Father. He give us the Romans chapter five, chapter eight, verse fifteen. He give us what? God is not giving a spirit of fear unto bondage. You know what? Unto bondage to the law, to the regulation, rules and regulation. But He give us, He give us, He give us. But ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. The Bible interprets itself when people telling you that God give you sickness to give you a lesson, to give you, to give you, to you learn, you learn and everything. You are not truly been listening to the Holy Spirit. That's right. Romans 5 verse 5. Hope is not a shame because the love of God is shared abroad in our heart. That what's written, why? In our heart. He is written in our heart. The laws of God, the spirit of God, he, the word of God, which is a spirit, is written to our heart by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. It is written. It is in our heart. God said that you will worship me now in your heart. Remember the word of God when the rich man came to Jesus. What must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? The Jesus said, we'll come to him because he's a Pharisee. He knows the law. You shall, you shall love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with your strength. And he bragged about it. Yes, I did. Uh, love your neighbors thyself. The same thing. That was the greatest commandment. I said, I did, that. I did all of that from my youth. But Jesus looked at him. I said, something you lack. Give everything you have, sell everything you have, and follow me. He could not. Because he thought his own self-righteousness can inherit the kingdom of God. Yeah. You do not. He is the one who can love God with all his heart, with all his mind, with all his soul. As his name is Jesus Christ. Amen. He's the only one fulfilled all the that at the cross of Calvary. Amen. It is so important. It is so important. The powerful benefits of God's word. This is so powerful. God's word cannot be argued. God's word cannot be, you know, who's right and who's wrong. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and lead you. Let him be the one that teach you what is the word of God to have an effect in your life. Because the word of God is speaking. Jesus Christ himself is speak to it. In John chapter 4, verse 24, the true worshiper must worship him now in the spirit and in truth. Because God's word, he is a spirit. And God's word became flesh. And his name, his name is Jesus. That's why the finished work is the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He even said in Romans chapter 8, uh, John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, When you continue upon my word, indeed you are my disciple, and the truth, the truth, the truth shall set you free. I keep going back all the time in John chapter 1, verse 17. The law is given by Moses, but grace and truth came by. Came by, it's always been born from the Son. Came by what? Jesus Christ. He is the Son in John chapter 1, verse 17. I am not going to argue with people who is right and who is wrong. Because both of us is just non-effect. I'm not going to push myself to preach to somebody because it's not me, that, the one that I cannot save a fly. The one that can save is the Holy Spirit itself. Amen. Hallelujah. He is the one. He is the truth. And he is the life. He is everything you ever wanted. This is what, when people start studying the Word of God and try to comprehend you and try to approach you, what is that Jesus said here? My Word, this Word of the book, I said, I did not come to destroy the law. I come to fulfill the law. And I want to tell you this way. Jesus Christ speaking about the Word of God is the law. It's the spiritual law from the beginning all the way to the end. It's never been. God has always put the law, the ceremonial law for the Jewish people, 600 63 law, but it is only he put the Ten Commandments and the written in tablets in stone. The two, the administration for them to have been corrected because they were living in abom abomination unto the Lord. God has to have the role and regulation for them, the Jewish people. He has to have the roles and regulation. For appointed time because they were being when the law was given to them remember that when Jesus Christ when, when Moses went out there to the Mount Sinai and talked to God and he said to him they did the, the pictures of the law I said take off your sandal this is a holy ground Amen. It is. when the prodigal son come back to the father He did all, he spent all the time. The father see him far away off. The pictures of grace. He did, the father ran to him and embraced him and kissed him. And before he even goes, Father, I sin against you. He was thinking that he wants to be a servant, that he could eat good because he's the servant of his father. They eat good better than him. Because he was in this lowest point of his life. But the father looked at him, you're my son. He gave him a hug and he gave him, get the best sandals, get the best robe on him, put the best ring. And then he put, he embraced him and he killed a fatted calf for him. That's the pictures of grace. The pictures of grace is another one. When the, when the Israel people, they said, we can do the God what you want us to do. We can create our, our, our goodness. We can create our righteousness. We can create our good. We're going to create another God. And they did the stone. And they did silver. They big, they worship it. And they have them. It's been the same. As of today, the devil is still using the same tactics. It's not in the story. Have another God. What is God when giving the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not bear for witness. The only the Lord God thee will serve. And then that's what Jesus Christ quoted the scripture. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. That's what 
that now there were 3,000 people died in the foot of Mount Sinai when the law was given. When the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, there were 3,000 people that received the Lord Jesus Christ with his life. The administration of grace is life. The administration of the law is death because no one can fulfill it. God, he's so holy. He's so just that there's nothing wrong with the law. There's nothing wrong along with the Ten Commandments, but no one can fulfill it. The people want to fulfill it, they will fall from grace. That's why Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. It's so powerful that we are going to benefit in God's word. Be channel of God's blessing. I want today, I want to share with you how beautiful example of how we can flow and minister to others when the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon us. It has to be the Holy Spirit is upon us when we preach to others. We have to believe that the Holy Spirit is guiding and leading us. That's why that song all the time that I sing, Lead me, O Lord, won't you lead me? I am tired and I need thy strength and power to guide me over my darkest hour. Lord, just open mine eyes that I may see. Lead me, O Lord, won't you lead me? Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the difference between the anointing within and anointing upon. The Holy Spirit within us refers to how the, the, He dwells in us. John chapter 1 verse 4. First John chapter 1 verse 4, what he said. My little children, you overcome that which is in the world because greater is He that's in you. Who is that? Hallelujah. First John 4.4. 4. First John 4.4. 4. Hallelujah. Just want to make sure that you have that. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, which is because greater is he that's in you than he is in the world. The Holy Spirit within us refers to how he dwells in us. Once we are saved and leads us in daily decision, that's what I said. The Holy Spirit is the one guiding us. The, the Holy Spirit upon us refers to the power of the Holy Spirit coming on us for ministry. The manifest in the form of power being released from for healing the sick. Casting out demons, miracles, preaching, etc. I encourage you, I encourage you to pray for me every day when you remember me. You know, that the anointing will continue flowing in my life. Amen. I need prayer. Every pastors out there that you know, they need prayers. Because we cannot rely on our own ability. Lord anointing upon them whenever they preach a word. Every preacher out there so that we can receive the word in season for us. 
This is so important that we need to live an abundant life by Ahas promise. If he will provide you our need and we will not be in lack. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and 8, he is the good shepherd. He is the one going to lead us and he will going to supply all our need. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. You can only do good work when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ's finished work. It will be done. In Psalm 23, verse 1, he is, the, he is so powerful right here. It's so unique how the Holy Spirit is put this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The moment the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you shall not want for anything. Because no. he is everything in you, in your life. That's how you are created in God's image. In 1 Timothy 6, 17, and 19, he already said, speak here. B, 1 Timothy 6, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. God will give us more than enough so that we can be a blessing, a blessing, to others as we continue to receive abundantly from him. It is important that we also give to others. This is so, but does it mean that God, he don't want, does it mean that God don't want you to enjoy life? He wants you to enjoy life. If God put in your heart to go vacation somewhere, go. Because he is the one, the provider. When God put you to put in your heart to give to someone, give. Because he deliberately, he is the one that rewarded those that diligently seek him. Do you know what is that word mean? If you seek him and he is found, you seek him first, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's why Matthew chapter 6, verse 23. No, 33. Matthew 6, verse 33. And Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Remember the Lord thy God, that he is the one that gives you power to get wealth. And forget not all his benefits. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth the power to get wealth. You know what wealth? It's not riches. Wealth, you have everything. Wealth, better than riches. That he may establish his covenant which he swore unto their fathers. As it is this day. But a lot of people, they want to go back to the law. They want to go back to the works and everything. They think that he can inherit that by their good works and good effort. You know what salvation is? A free gift from God. 
You didn't earn it. No one can deserve it. Salvation is the gift of God. When people think in their mind and they're thinking that they must do everything, they must not eat this, they must not eat this, because this is what the law, this is what Jesus said, that you cannot be eating this, you cannot be, you got to wash your hand, you got to do. It is all about the outside appearance. It is about superficial. You know that this Christianity, this Christianity, it is inward transformation from inside out, not superficial. Grace is already supply, supply, supply. The law is demand, demand, demand. What you must do to inherit it. It's already done. It's already been fulfilled. Through what? Through Jesus Christ once and for all. Hallelujah. I want you to benefit on all of this. God is well able to give you a taste. And he said here in Joshua 1.8. This book of the law, this book of the law, this is not just the law of Ten Commandments, the whole thing, the entire word of God, the entire word of God. This is not the book of, when he said the book of the law, this is the Bible from, from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Because God's word is always true. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and thou mayest Observe to do according to all that it is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have a good success. This is not just the Ten Commandments. This is the entire law, which is Jesus Christ fulfilled. Now, how do we receive this law? By hearing in Romans 10, 17. By hearing and hearing the word of God, your faith will be committed. When you study the word of God by the Holy Spirit, you don't have to do nothing. All you have to do is receive it. It's not an activity. You mean, I mean do nothing in the outside appearance. You believe it from your heart and it will come out in you. It's inside transformation, not outside the problem is everybody want to do right, 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 right doing. And then they go for a while and then they will fall from grace. But right believing leads you to the right living. Amen. You believe right, then you will do right. Amen. But if you believe wrong, you will do wrong. Right. If you think that God has still put sickness in you and diseases in you, then you are being deceived. Why is it that you want to go to this? You want to go to the, you come against the word of God. People always say, oh, I give, God put sickness in you, diseases in you, because it's like Paul is. Why is it you want to go to a doctor then? To get healed. It's nonsense. It's the mind. What have you been hearing at? What have you been? And I, that's why I represent myself. I'm in this fivefold ministry. Ne- I believe in apostle. I believe in the prophets. I believe in the evangelist. I believe in the pastor and the teacher, perfecting of the saints. That's when Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. When you read it, I say, wow. Let's read that again so everybody knows. And this gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. If I want to be, you know, I'm preaching here for you on the good news. 
You're already in your spirit being in 1 Peter 2.9. You are a peculiar people. You have the royal priesthood inside of you. You know what? Royal is a king. In the Old Testament, people can only come to God, the king and the priest. And you have the priesthood anointing in your life. Oh, you can come to God anywhere, any place, any time, any day, in your home, in your comfort, in your thing. But it is good for you. The Bible said, forsake not the assembly of yourself. Be with church, the believing that Jesus Christ is Lord. Be not in church that it is only the representing the religion. This is a relationship to Christ. This is the tied in with you. I'm not going to teach you how to go to heaven. I'm teaching you how to overcome this life. Because yes. you're already heaven bound. When Jesus Christ taught the disciples how to pray, Our Father which are in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Remember, Jesus Christ was not glorified yet. Where is the kingdom of God now? When you receive the Lord Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God is in you. In your spirit. When God's speaking about the heart, the spirit of the heart of God that he put in you. But you are a chosen generation, a royal. That's king. Priesthood. You are priest to God. And a holy nation. You are holy. And a peculiar people. You are peculiar to God. That ye should chew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. John chapter 5 verse 24. Right there. Once you were in darkness, now you are in light. You are passed from death unto life. John chapter 5 verse 24. It's so unique how the Holy Spirit is, is guiding and leading us. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word. Here you go again. The word become flesh. is Jesus Christ. That's all we have right now. And believe it on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come down not into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. When I give that scripture, they always want to go back about the law. Why is it that you don't understand I'm speaking to you in spirit? Jesus said, I'm speaking to you in spirit. The word that come out in his mouth is spirit. Not just a fleshly appearance. Not what your knowledge, what your thing is. Apostle Paul said, I did it ignorantly. I killed Christian. I killed all of them, the believers, because I did it ignorantly. And God forgiven me unto it. Because he did it ignorantly. But he that know how to do good and not doing it is a sin. There's so many scriptures. That's why I don't like to argue the word of God. Because the Holy Spirit is giving me all the time that I have to be, I have to start staying it away because I cannot save this person. This is not me as the Savior. It's Jesus Christ as the Savior. Because a lot of people all think they're saved now because of their doing or their, their, their ceremonial law, ceremonial stuff, ceremonial thing. They don't want to eat this. They don't want to eat that. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to. Jesus Christ said, they're hypocrites. Apostle Paul said himself, you're hypocrites. He told Peter that. When he was in Cornelius' house, when he called, he called Apostle Paul to be with him, and then they ate with the Gentiles. It was Paul and Peter and Barnabas with them. And then when they come over, the people from Jerusalem, the Jewish community, and here is, here is Peter. He tried to not to eat together with them, be with them. Peter, um, um, Apostle Paul told him, I said, 
You are hypocrite. You ashamed me. When before the Jerusalem brethren, there was the Jewish people, you eat together with the Gentile, which is born again. And then you try to depart from me and you, sim- you don't want to be assembled with them. Apostle Paul corrected him with that. That's why, and then I have that, and I, th- I thank you, Lord. But I, I just had to start, stay away from those, those kind of people because you are going to be, you're going to be bestowed away because you know them by their fruit. This word of God is not mocked. It is have to have effect in your life. How do you act in front of everybody? How do you conduct yourself with the things of God? A lot of people want to come to church because they pay their duty to church. They think that they pay their respect to God. I heard that many times. But it is not that they're blind in their spiritual eyes that they come to church so they get their cup overflowing. You don't come to church to serve God. You come to church so your cup will be overflowing with what? With the word of God. That's what benefits you, the word of God. Read the word of God through the lens, the finished work of Jesus Christ. When they said about this book of the Lord, it's not the Ten Commandment. It's never been. God's word is, oh, heaven and earth will pass away. But God's word, word will not pass away. Because it was from the beginning, God was, the word was God. In John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, the word was. Hallelujah. Why is it that we want to, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Who is that word? Who was that word? And we go back to Romans, uh, John chapter 1, verse 17. The law is given by Moses, by grace and truth in Jesus Christ. Who is that grace? Go back to John chapter 1, verse 14. A lot of people say, why should you keep going back to it all the time? A lot of people think that's elementary. No, this is meat. This is the true word of God. Because people, you know what elementary is in the Bible? And you go back to the law. That's elementary. This is the truth. And the word was made flesh and dwell among us. 100% man, 100% God. And we beheld this glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Full of grace and truth. Hallelujah. When people come to Jesus as a teacher, as a rabbi, Jesus represents him with the law. When, Jesus, when everyone comes to Jesus that he is Lord, Jesus represents represent him with the grace. And there is healing. There is healing. And there is prosperity. And there is deliverance. Yes, Jesus said, I am the law. He is the law. He wrote the law. Remember the woman who acted with adultery and caught with adultery? And Jesus said, who among you without sin cast the first stone? And he spoke, you see the Bible said in the ground, he wrote something. In Jerusalem, they were all stone, rocks. He wrote the law. He wrote the law. I am the law. I'm the one who wrote the law that everyone departed from. Hallelujah. This is who God is. 
Father, I thank you for your word. How much among you have not received the Lord Jesus Christ? You have to do. It's not a religion. It's a relationship to God. That he become personal savior in your life. Repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe in you. I repent on all my sins. Thank you for forgiving me. I receive you now, Lord and Savior. You say the prayer. I believe you are born again and saved in Jesus' name. I'm fine. A Bible-based church that will preach the gospel of good news in Jesus' name. And also receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit with evidence speaking in Anuntang. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.